She's an icon. She's a legend, and she is the moment. Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN pod. Yes, yes, yes. Come on in. You pressed play, and you decided to share your time, your precious, valuable time with me today. Welcome to the latest episode of the I Said No podcast. I am Stephanie, the life architect, the builder, customizer, and designer of healthy, emotional lives. I am your righteous ratchet queen. This is your safe audio space. And today we are going to love on each other with some truths. Is that all right? Is that all right? Sisters, how y'all feel? Brothers, y'all all right? How have you been since the last time you heard my voice? What has life been like for you? Where are you in life? Where do you want to be? These are all questions that I genuinely have for you and for me. Today, we are going to have an episode that does not come with all the accoutrements and bells and whistles. We're not doing an abundance of sound effects. We're not doing an abundance of all the things that will distract us from the topic at hand. We are going to get straight into it today because I do believe that this topic is necessary. I do believe that clarity is needed here on the I Said No podcast with what we are going to dive deep into today. Okay. So let's get straight into it. I already gave you the intro. I welcomed you. I told you who I am. So let's get into the church announcement, shall we? Thank you so much to everyone who has subscribed to my Patreon subscription service. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see you all. You're coming in. We are rebuilding trust with each other. You are subscribing. You are saying yes to the content, the blogs, the vlogs, and the individual VIP posts that I am sharing with you. So thank you for that. I look forward to more people subscribing and coming on over to Patreon. And I just wanted to acknowledge that, yes, I do know that Instagram has its own subscription service. I know that I'm fully aware, but one thing I like to do is diversify. And it's important for me not to have all of my eggs in one digital basket. And anytime Instagram decides to go down, that means if I subscribe there, if I have my subscription service there, that means it goes down with it when it goes down. And I'm not a fan of that. I choose Patreon because not only do I like the interface, not only do I like having an option outside of one platform such as Instagram, I feel like it serves best for what I'm trying to do and the community that I am trying to develop. So thank you for those of you who have reached out to me and inquired and asked why do they have to go to a separate platform in order to subscribe when their other favorite influencers, if that's what you want to call me and other personalities have subscriptions on Instagram. Well, I am not them. They are not me, and that's on period. And if you want to experience that VIP life and have the additional content that I think has gotten better, yes, I've gotten better. I am putting time and effort like I have never had before into the content that I am sharing on my subscription service. So if you're interested and you're willing to go past Instagram, for some VIP content, come on over, come on over, baby. And for those of you who are subscribed to my free F-R-E-E Vibe Tribe newsletter, thank you. I see that 
growing as well. I see you all coming in and I appreciate it. And my goal is to try to be more cohesive and align all things that I'm doing together. So if you receive the newsletter that is aligned with today's I Said No podcast topic, which is boundaries, low contact and estrangement and how to decide on which one, if not all, are right for you. I thank you for noticing that I am working extra hard to make sure that there is a cohesive branding to all of my areas, whether they are free or paid versions of it all. I just want you to know that this ain't no fluff and BS. We out here doing what we need to do to make sure that you are served, whether you are paying for the service and or receiving it for free. Did you know that I am taking my first solo trip to Israel in October? I am, and I am extremely excited Correction, it's my first international solo trip. And I'm excited to take those of you who are subscribed along with me. I will be vlogging my entire experience from flight on in Israel to Israel from Israel for my Patreon subscribers. So if you're interested in that content, please come on over to Patreon and subscribe so you can see what my whole adventure will be like. I'd love to take you along with me. That concludes today's church announcements. On to today's topic, boundaries, low contact and or estrangement. I think this is an important topic because so many people in today's world subscribe solely to pop psychology, which promotes ghosting, ghosting only, ghosting only, ghosting only. You shut them down, you cut them off, you block them. There is no need to find any solution in between. And as someone who studies boundaries and practices what she preaches with boundaries, and make sure that people understand that there's a difference between walls and boundaries and understand that there are layers to boundaries. I felt that this was the time that we discussed not only boundaries, but low contact and or estrangement, which are options inside the boundary universe. So let's dive straight into this because this is something that I know a lot of families need to know. Someone in the family that is pressed to play today needs to know this, needs to have the structure for this to move forward. And if you haven't realized by now, if you don't know who I am by now, you know that this is all strategic because we're about to go into the fall and winter season. And in the fall and winter season includes holiday season. And when you have the holidays, that is often when you are around family more. And when you are around family more, especially with the context of celebration, we are often triggered in these environments. When you have your Halloweens and your Thanksgivings and your Christmases and your New Year's, this is the time when this information that we're about to discuss today will be needed. So I'm going to work in advance. We're not going to wait until Thanksgiving and or Christmas. We're not going to do that. What we're going to do is be proactive emotionally. We're going to talk about things that we may need, not only now, but in the high traffic family seasons. Okay. So you know how I am. I love definitions. And before we get to how to decide on what we need to do, what actions we need to take, we need to define what these words mean. So boundaries, boundaries are guidelines, rules, and or limits that a person creates to identify reasonable and safe 
permissible ways for other people to behave towards them and how they will respond when someone passes those limits. A boundary is not used to control another person. It is a way of effectively communicating. You see what I did there? I broke down the boundaries definition by also letting you know in that definition that a boundary is not a wall. You don't use a boundary to control another person. You use a boundary to effectively communicate with another person, the guidelines and or rules that you need the person to abide by so that you feel safe, so that you feel safe, so that you feel safe. It's not about control. It's about conveying. It's not about convincing. It's about conveying. It's not about anything but conveying and effectively communicating your guidelines and your rules and the limits this person needs to understand in order to be in relation with you. Boundaries. Let's move on to low contact. Low contact is reducing physical and or emotional and or financial. I'm going to throw spiritual in there as well. Contact. Let me go back. Reducing physical, emotional, financial, and or spiritual contact. That is what low contact is. Shall I give you an example? Low contact means we are not estranged. We still speak, but we reserve our correspondence with each other, say for instance, for holidays only. We reserve our contact for emergencies only. We are only the type of family members that speak should something happen to big mama. Low contact is basically saying, I know that this is a space that I don't really care for, that my safety may or may not be compromised in. However, I'm deciding that the circumstances such as the holidays and or this emergency warrant me to show up. I can deal with this on a temporary basis. I can deal with my aunt and her slide comments just for this Thanksgiving meal. I can deal with my brother and his idiotic asshole ways while we're in this emergency room coming to see pop in the hospital. I can tolerate my sister's self-righteousness at the Christmas event at my aunt's house because I know it'll be a few hours and I won't speak to this woman for the rest of the year. Low contact is you reducing it, not completely stopping it. Let's move on to estrangement. Estrangement is no longer in contact at all. For example, once we had low contact and only saw each other when someone was in need for an emergency. But once mom passed away, the siblings and I who could not stand each other, who decided low contact was best because we kept crossing each other's boundaries and or triggering each other, we are now estranged because now that mama's not here, we don't have to choose low contact anymore. I am no longer close and or affectionate with this person. They are no longer on my radar. There are no happy birthday wishes. There's no happy holiday wishes. When I think of family, I don't think of them. I think of relatives because we share the same DNA. That is strictly it. That is what estrangement is. So we went through boundaries, low contact, and estrangement. Now, many of you listening have people in each of these categories already, or you are in one of these categories with someone in your life already. And guess what? That is okay. If you had to set boundaries in your relationships and people respected them, they're working at them, 
you can tell they're struggling with them, but they are working at respecting your boundaries and you are working on respecting theirs, cool. If you have low contact with family members and friends and are comfortable seeing them, for example, again, on holidays, in emergency situations, if you're willing to take that quote unquote emotional bullet for a few hours a year, cool. If you are estranged from your family and or friends and there is no contact at all whatsoever, that is also cool too. We are not here to judge what people need for them to feel safe. Can I say that one more time? We are not here to judge what people need for them to feel safe. What we're here to do is support people in their definition of safety. And if we know that their definition of safety is not really safe, it is disconnection. It is avoidance. Just like if we know that their definition of boundaries is really a wall, we can love them with the truth. We can ask them if they're willing to understand that what they're doing is not really what it is. Or we can totally just mind our business. But today here on the I Said No podcast, I'm not minding my business. I'm here to share some information so that you can make an informed decision to decide if somebody can be let back in. Was safety really needed in estrangement or can this person actually come back to low contact? Was it worth cutting this person off or can we talk about boundaries? It's important, it's imperative to understand that we were put on this earth for connection. And while everyone doesn't deserve our time and or space, there are times we have to decipher if we went too far or not. So people often ask me when I bring up this topic, where do I begin? How do I know what I should do first? And my answer to that is always start with the attempt to set boundaries. If you haven't tried anything first, estrangement, in my opinion, unless there are heinous acts involved for anyone who has been the victim of sexual assault, physical assault, financial assault, spiritual assault. I'm not sitting here telling you, hey, this person violated you so harsh. You should set a boundary with them and say, hey, don't sexually assault me. Nope, that's not what I'm saying. You know damn well when someone did something to you that should not even be a question. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to anyone who was violated in such a disgusting way where you had no choice but to remove yourself from the situation. In fact, I applaud you for doing so, especially if you were raised in an environment not to do so, especially if you were raised in an environment where they told you to turn the other cheek because, hey, that's your uncle or, hey, that's your aunt. And you know, they didn't mean that he's a little crazy and God will take care of it. Well, while God is taking care of it, that man can't be in my space, nor can he be around my children. And if you still choose to have him in your house, I will never be here, which means I'm estranged from all of you who co-sign and tolerate his disgusting mess. I applaud you. If that is you put a pin in that for everyone else who jumps to estrangement because they're uncomfortable who everyone else who jumps to estrangement because their feelings were hurt and it wasn't that deep. I'm talking to you and I'm talking to myself. Estrangement is the easiest thing to do because it allows us to be in avoidance. We get to rest and rock ourselves to sleep in avoidance. We get to swim and float in avoidance. A lot of the times when we could have actually not chosen estrangement, we could have gone to the boundary setting, which I recommend first. 
understand when I tell people to start with boundaries before automatically jumping to estrangement, what I'm trying to do is get them to remedy the relationship issue before discontinuing the relationship. When you're trying to set boundaries with another person, there's a series of questions that I would like you to ask yourself before moving forward. And I'm going to list them right now. You ready? You might want to get a pen handy. Question one, where do I experience difficulty in this relationship? Question two, what about this relationship makes me feel that it's difficult for me to feel safe or understood? Question three, how can I keep myself safe if this person never changes and never does anything different in this relationship? Number four, what boundary will be reasonable for me to enforce? Number five, what is my goal for this relationship? Number six, what limit do I want to set? Number seven, what will happen if I do not set this boundary? Number eight, and the final question, what issues might I face when setting this boundary? These questions are very important. They're assessment questions. They are clarifying questions, which you need to ask yourself before deciding that you need a boundary. Are your feelings with this person really facts? Is this person being really disrespectful or you're not comfortable with direct communication? Is this person violating my space or I'm just not used to someone being very communicative? Is this person really doing the thing that I think that they're doing? Or is this something I'm associating this person to? You have to make sure that when you go to set boundaries, that you are clear on the reason that you need the boundaries. Is the boundary necessary for the person and your relationship with the person? Hopefully these qualifying questions that I just gave you, which I give to my clients and which I ask myself personally for the relationships and the situations that I believe boundaries need to be set in and for, hopefully these questions will help you assess if boundaries are needed and if the boundaries are needed, what type of boundaries are needed. Telling someone that they're disrespecting you and you need to, them to stop is not clarifying enough. There are people who don't understand your needs and it is your job to make sure that your needs are clear for the person to be able to respect the boundary. So when you communicate your boundary, you want to make sure that you not only effectively clearly communicate, you communicate with empathy. It's okay for the other person to ask questions to seek clarity about your boundaries. This is not automatically disrespect. We think when people talk to us about our boundaries that they automatically don't want to respect them. No, sometimes it's not pushback, it's curiosity. Sometimes it's not pushback. It is just curiosity because people want to get it right. People love you enough to hear you and ask questions because they want to do what you need them to do. You got to give people the opportunity to seek clarification, to adjust to the boundary that you set. One of the biggest issues I see with boundaries is that people think that it's automatic. If this man, woman, child being did not automatically adhere to the boundary that I set, even when I didn't set them clearly, they don't love me. They disrespect me. They need to be ghosted. I got to clearly excommunicate them. We're going straight into estrangement, not realizing that boundaries need patience. 
Boundaries need some flexibility at times so that there can be adjustment made. There's no way in hell that we've been family and siblings for 35 years and I've treated you some way for 35 years and you think because you told me today that it's automatically always going to stop. I need a trial period to adjust how I speak to you because I'm used to treating you like the little sister. Whether it's right, wrong, or otherwise, I'm used to talking to you in a certain way. So I need time to work on treating you the way you said after 35 years you would like to be treated. I have to change my vernacular. I have to change my tone. I have to change my speech. I have to change the way I see you. You are now a grown woman and a grown man. I have to change the way I see you. So can you give me room to do so after you've clearly communicated that you want me to do so? Reminders for setting boundaries with your family, especially remember that boundaries are about protecting you and making you feel safe. It's not about changing someone else's being. Boundaries can always be changed. It can get more intense and or more relaxed. Boundaries don't have to be permanent unless you need them to be. Boundaries are not magic and they don't fix everything. And ooh, honey, somebody needs to know that. I can't tell you how many people said, I set a boundary and it's still chaos in this relationship. And that's when you may need to move on to low contact. Do you see how I threaded that there? When people ask me, when do I move forward with low contact? I tell them if someone does not respect your boundaries that you have effectively and clearly communicated, you may now know that it is time to move into the low contact realm. Low contact looks different for everyone. It may be spending one day together yearly, as I said, maybe it could be speaking once a month, but you'll have to determine what's the right amount of low contact for you per specific relationship. One of the issues with low contact is people put everybody in the same low contact category. You might have a few siblings that you can tolerate hanging with this one occasionally, but the other one you don't like being around at all. You have to decide what low contact means for you. If we were people who spoke every day, do we now speak quarterly or monthly? As I said, if we were someone who brunched and clubbed and we were church buddies, do we now sit in separate pews? Do we now only connect on social media? Do we unfollow each other? Because that low contact is easier for me. I don't want to see you in my feed every day. You get to decide what point of low contact is good for the specific relationship that you are referring to. Now, some people choose not to disclose that they are going low contact with someone. They just slowly and quietly drift away from the relationship. Now, while there's no rule that you need to tell someone you're pulling back or dialing it away, it could be helpful for the other person to know. So you are giving them the opportunity to participate in the low contact. Otherwise, you are slightly ghosting them. Now, some people will notice that you are slowly going into low contact mode if you didn't share that with them. And that often sounds like, I notice you acting a little different. Where you been, stranger? I see you don't call me anymore. It could be helpful to avoid all of these comments if you just speak your low contact needs. Now, again, you don't owe anyone an explanation, but what I want people to know about low contact is 
You want to give the respect that you would like to get in return. There's so much, I don't have to explain myself to anyone, which is true, but I think that the people that you love and choose should not be treated like the people you don't love and you don't choose. I don't think strangers should be treated like loved ones. If I love you, if I chose you, I should treat you like I loved you and I chose you. I shouldn't treat you like someone who follows me from the Twitter universe that I don't know them from Adam's house cat. It could be helpful to assert yourself in these moments and say, hey, I spoke to you about calling me names. And whenever I speak to you, you still do so. I asked you not to do that and you just refuse to stop. So I think it's best that we just don't speak as much. Speak your needs. It's okay to pull back and decide that low contact is best for you. However, you should, in my opinion, yes, I'm going to should you, if you call this person a loved one, if this person matters to you, I do believe that you should give them an opportunity, especially if you want that person around. Again, low contact is not estrangement. You're still saying, I want you around. I just want you around differently in a different capacity. So if you still want access to this person in some way, I think you should treat them like you still want access to them in some way. With all of that said, how someone acts or reacts in the moment when you tell them, if you decide to, that you are going to put them in the low contact bucket says a lot. They might be hurt. They might think that you are doing too much. Give them time to process because you're downgrading the access they have to you that they are not accustomed to. They also need time to process, just like we talked about the people who are now being told that they need to respect the boundary. Give them a moment to take it all in. Remember, just like boundaries, low contact can be adjustable as you go. And also know that it's normal to feel some guilt and or miss the person that you're now speaking to less. Miss the person that you're now around less. Even if the relationship was unhealthy, even if the relationship was unhealthy, it is normal to miss the environment. Why? Because you're used to it. Why? Because this was a part of your routine. Why? Because people are layered. Even people who do bad things are loved. Even people who do bad things and create unhealthy environments sometimes are fun. Even people who do bad things and create unhealthy environments sometimes gives us orgasms. Even people who are unhealthy and create unhealthy environments are still people that we enjoy being around. Let's not pretend that everyone who we need to set boundaries with and or choose low contact with are people that don't bring us some type of joy at times. And that joy could be just matching toxic energy because I'm a firm believer that if you're constantly around people who are toxic, then you are toxic too. And toxic attracts toxic. Everybody can't be toxic that you're around except for you. Because if you're around toxic people, if all your friends are toxic and your whole family's toxic and every man and woman you choose is toxic, then baby, what are you? So if you're missing the toxicity, you're missing the familiarity. It's normal. It's okay. Now let's move on to estrangement, which happens after boundaries and low contact have been unsuccessful or you still feel unsafe and or unheard or unseen. Oh, hell no. Oh. Do you hear that sound? Beautiful Patreon souls. That sound means it's time for your bonus. I said no 
content. Yes, the free version of the I Said No podcast has come to an end. So if you are listening on Apple, if you are listening on SoundCloud, if you are listening on Spotify, this is the end of our journey today. And I'm so grateful that you chose to listen and be here with us today. I hope the portion that you did hear helped clarify some things for you. I hope the portion that you did here helped put some things into perspective and you decided that you understand the difference between healthy boundaries and low contact and you understand who needs to go where and or you understand why you were put there. If you would like to hear the remaining parts of this episode, if you'd like to hear more about estrangement, if you'd like to hear more about how to convey your estrangement and or low contact and or boundary setting decisions to additional family members, to children. How would you like to manage the guilt of it all? I recommend that you go to patreon.com backslash Stephanie, the life architect and sign up for my affordable subscription service so that you too can tap into all the extended bonus content of the I Said No podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Patreon, let's go. I don't have a problem detaching from DNA. Mother, sister, father, brother, if we don't gel, we don't gel. There's this misconception mm-hmm. that just because we're family, mm-hmm. that we have to overlook mm-hmm. and allow people to emotionally, physically, sexually, mentally abuse us because we share DNA. Yeah. And let me tell you, as a life coach and as a person, I know that is not true. And you don't have to suffer with people, even your own children. You don't have to suffer with people who don't make you feel good just because we have the same DNA. And be clear that there's a difference between relatives and family.